The views and opinion and comments on this episode of the Black and Blue Vanguard podcast do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinion by any law enforcement department or agency. Content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Now that that's out the way, let's get this show started. Welcome one, welcome all. This is the Black and Blue Vet Girl Podcast, the only podcast that was made by law enforcement for law enforcement. To express our thoughts, our concerns, ideas, or hey, if you just want to vent, you can do that too. Now hold on, wait a minute, civilians. We haven't forgot about you. We welcome you to listen in. We'd like to hear from you. I'm not alone. I brought back up who's on this ride along with me. Wadi. And Holiday. And I'm Jules. We have a great show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. On today's episode, the Vanguards are up in about a couple of incidents where good, hardworking people were fired for protecting themselves against their attackers. Yeah, you heard me. We'll talk about it and much, much more. So, ladies and fellas, too, without further ado, let's get busy. What's you know good, Holiday? Uh, good, man. I'm good. Finally a day off, man. I'm good. Oh, that's good, man. What you got going on with your day off? Well, uh, I need to rest up for sure. But uh, the main thing is uh, sit back, relax. Mm-hmm. And I start that off by. Oh, yeah. There we go. Damn right. It, there there it we is. go. Now, what we crack open today? Uh, it, it, today's uh, Miller Light today. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, man. That thing sounds nice and cold, too. It is. <laughs> it's nice and chill. You can see the, the water on the side of the cans just oh, dropping man. from the coldness. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know I'm off, too, so the wife and I were going to go and get some jerk chicken tonight, mm. but I got waiting for me in the fridge a nice, oh, tall, two-liter of cherry Dr. Pepper. Yummy. Just waiting for me. I, man. You know, and, and I got one of those mugs that you keep in the freezer. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it's always cold. You don't need any ice and it like that because mm. that gel inside the mug is, is you know, it's liquid. So it's it's frozen. Ooh, wee. Oh, nice. man, I, man, I can't wait. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Mouth drooling now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that cold pop. Mm, 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 mm. All right, let's get Wadi up here. Miss Wadi, what's happening? I'm good. Everything is good. How are y'all doing? Having a good day. You know, Miss Wadi, I'm all good. I ain't got no complaints, actually. I'm actually I'm, I'm feeling feeling pretty good, I guess because I got furlough coming up. Nice. Mm. Oh, that's I'm, good. Oh, yes. I'm gone for almost for over, th- yeah, what, three weeks? Yes, I got three weeks. I'm going to be, oh, man. Yeah. I, I'm actually on furlough now. My mind is on furlough. There it is. My, but my body might be at work, but my mind is on sitting around scratching and watching TV. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's not that's what you call life. Now, now the only bad thing is I'm missing on that OT. But yeah, it's all right. Said, yeah, they said days cancel with it make what 12 hour shifts? Man, I hope I hope not. I hope not. I think we'll God. well, we'll see what happens. We see what mm-hmm. happens. I, I hope not. I guess it depends on what happened until now until you know till fourth because I know you got the NASCAR event. Uh uh what the taste taste of Chicago's coming up. You know, so it's 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 gonna be a lot of activities going on downtown. So I can see it happening, but man, that's the only thing about going on further around this time because I'm missing I'm missing on that OT, but it's all right. It's so much OT that to be spread around. I don't even, you know, I'll make up for it when they come back. All right, well, let's start the show. You know what, guys? We get, what, about 200-something new officers that graduated last month? I think 260 officers, 260 officers then graduated. We want to say congratulations to, to all those recruits who went through the academy and pass all the all pass everything they need to need to pass and you know to graduate and out there on the streets with us we definitely need it we're short staff so i'm happy i'm happy when we get new people new officers uh, on the job exactly me too and coming from holiday i like to uh, also say suckers <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, y'all life is over with now. Y'all belong to the city. That's right. That is right. Oh hey, man, get ready. It's over. Well, you a fool. Boy. It's over. No, no, no. Real talk. Real talk. Congratulations to the to the new class for for real. Any anything that help us out because we need bodies. And yes, sir. And for those that know the district we work in, send them over there because we're low. Right. Man, you know what? They uh we're gonna play a clip from from our boss, Mayor Johnson, what he had to say about the uh new recruits coming on. Today you've answered the calling to serve the people of Chicago, to safeguard our communities. What an incredible commitment you have made. All right, it is a incredible commitment. It is incredible. It's, you know, being a police officer, we all can talk about it. We've been, we've, we've, we've been there. I remember, you know, that my graduating day where you walk across that stage and I had Mayor Daly was it was my, was, was the mayor at the time. Yes. I'm that old. And <laughs> geez. What <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin Hart said, damn, damn. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm telling my age when I say, yeah, I shook hands with Mayor Daly. So <laughs> <laughs> damn. <laughs> uh, but that's so, a good time. So you shook hands with a good good in a good time. So oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's when we was cop stars. Uh I don't know what to call this yet. I'm still I'm still examining this police department here, but uh well, I'll say it, I'll say it like this. It's a lot. It's a lot more patience and understanding, and sympathetic and also empathetic. And it's a uh, lack of 
accountability on the people who's out here doing crime. And okay, yeah, all right, let me get off. Okay, <laughs> let me get off my <laughs> But uh, but yeah, this job here is, is is a prestigious job. It's not like any job you have in the world, man. To being a law enforcement officer, it's it's a calling. It's nothing you just say wake up one day like, hey, I'm just be a police officer. No, no, a great officer, it, it, you have to you have to have a calling. You have to come from the man above. Uh, to go out there to serve people, to serve people the right way, in the correct way. Um, you'll have that already. If you don't have the sympathy and empathy and patience and stuff like that, if you if you don't have that already, you're gonna have a hard time on this job. So we just want to say congratulations to everybody, to everybody who graduated, and we'll be seeing you out on out there on the streets. I'll say that too. Congratulations to them all, and I pray that they're covered and that they grow to learn the job, love the job. And hoping that everybody, you know, just welcomes them with open arms because we all started off new, you know, and it took for one of, you know, one another to like all kind of chip in and with the training and building each other up and encouraging each other, you know, and just supporting. So congratulations to all the recruits that got their stars. Yes, man. Well said, Miss White. Let's keep it moving to my favorite part, your favorite part everybody's favorite part and that's what's new on the beat miss wadi i don't have anything <laughs> i don't have anything it's unfortunate miss wadi you didn't curse out anybody then did you, you i never did do you, oh, I never do i never did, do did anybody flip you off or anything I don't know. I didn't see it if they did. <laughs> I don't know. I guess all the crazies went to another district or something. How about you? You didn't go to the gas station to use the bathroom? Yeah, I never go to the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You didn't go to the mom and pop uh, restaurant to buy something greasy? No, we don't even got nothing open on our shift. Damn. Not in four. Did you give your boss the side eye? No. My bosses are pretty cool. Like, they're all, they just want you to do the job and go home. That's all. Okay. All right. I'm really grateful. I have no complaints. So, that's good. You know what? And that's, and hey, you know what? If that's your new on the beat, then that's your new on the beat. That got no complaints and no problem. Yeah. I'm going to put a par for him, man. I'm going to come over there where you at there, Miss Waddy, too. (laughs) Start some stuff. Oh man. Holiday, how about you, Cat Daddy? You know what? I don't think I have anything either. Psych. Uh <laughs> let's see. Um I, I wish, man. I wish. Now you know what? Hey, majority of the time just me side item people. We had a call. A suspicious person. Well, it's kind of weird because there was nothing suspicious about it. Some guy called talking about something. The garage door is open. Garage door wasn't open. We drove in circles. So the guy came to the car like, yeah, my neighbors, their garage door is open. I said, man, it's not open now. I was like, uh, did you see any movements, anything? Like, no. And I I guess he saw my face expression. He's like, I'm sorry, officer. Uh, (laughs) Sorry for wasting your time. And he walked off. What the hell? The end. That's, that's the end of the story. <laughs> the, the, the more the story is, don't call for the 
uh, dumb crap, right? Like, was he a zebra? Could be. Okay. Seem normal, but I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Seem normal, but <laughs> my partner uh, beats. I guess he he couldn't stop laughing because after it was all said and done, I I said, "Man, code this bullshit, man. Come mm. on, ain't wasting my time. <laughs> man, come on with this." Hey, I, shut he up. he just kept laughing. I, I, I guess well, it'll be more f- funnier if you, I guess you see my face expression in the way I said it. I, well, yeah, you, you, you had to look like this is some bull. Yeah, and it, I couldn't hide it because you know I'm very uh. People said uh, <laughs> entertaining, but I okay. guess I was going to entertain this time because I thought it was a bad time, man. And we have them. We have those days. Uh, so so uh, I guess my face expression was like the highlight of the day because I told my partner, I said, my coach is buzz. Mm. Wasting our time driving all the way from this sector to that sector. It's not even on our beat. Dang. I know, I know, I know how that can be, though. I mean, uh, you get a call and go there. It's not bonafide, and you're like, man. Well, here's the funny part. I was asleep. I had to wake <laughs> up because I had to go to this job, and then I get here, and it's like, it's not bonafide. So you're upset because you're like, man, you disturbed me, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or you're doing something else. You know, or you take, or you, you know, potentially you took, uh, uh took me away from something and if something was to happen like at a different location then i'm over here dealing with this why it could be over there so i get it yeah somebody the garage door drove over there it was closed everything was locked i was like he was walking his dog we circled around the funny thing about that was once once he walked off like sorry i was wasting your time and walked off <laughs> That's all right. and, I, and i drove in a circle just to make sure the block is okay that that clown was gone. I don't even know where he went. I said, "Damn, where he go with that dog?" Damn. I said, "Man." Right. Well, the good thing about it is you had to you had to do nothing. See, I'm known as the 19 Paul King. Believe that. Mm-hmm. All right, I got something new that's on the beat. Nice. Uh, I want to give a shout out to a couple that I had to interact with while I was working. The guy name is Freddie and the female name is Angelina. So I'm giving shout outs to Freddie and Angelina. I had a call, a disturbance up in the Burger King, my favorite Burger King that we like to go to. And I'm giving Miss Whitey there too. I'm giving Miss Whitey. Matter of fact, I'm picking Miss Whitey. I wanted that that, uh, Hershey pie. Mm. Burger King, man, that is that is good. You know what else is good? What's that? Whopper with bacon and cheese. Oh, come on, mm. come on, that beak, that uh, yeah. What's it? What's it called? The, the uh, I call that motherfucker Whopper with bacon. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 I think it's a meal now. I think it's like a number seven now. I, 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 yeah, maybe maybe add that bacon, bacon and cheese and. Uh, anyway, we, you know, we're getting off. We're getting off subject. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a domestic disturbance call. Freddie Angelina was in there fighting up in Burger King. Uh, so I get there. I was working 99. I was working by myself. So I so I get there. And 
Angelina was gone. And Freddie was gone too, matter of fact. But I was talking to the manager. And the manager mm-hmm. was explaining that, explaining to me that uh, these couples was fighting. Uh, she said, you know the guy, the one guy's what we have only one arm. I said, yeah, yeah, I know him. I, I forgot his name, though. I said, yeah, I know him. I said, I know who you're talking about. And I said, where they go? She said, they left. I said, okay. All right, cool. cool. I'm happy with that. Uh, so all of a sudden, Freddie come running up. Because I walked outside with the with the manager. So we're talking outside. And Freddie come running up. I said, oh, okay, there you go, Freddie. And Freddie was like, he said that she thought that he was messing around. He left her with a, with a guy and he went to go mess around with some other female. So he so she started hit, she started beating him in Burger King. <laughs> I was like, man, I said, yeah, I said, yeah, Fred, I know you couldn't really defend yourself. You, you only got one arm. So I know you was getting your ass whooped. So I mean, but and he was like, Yeah. He said, Yeah, he said, You know my girl. And I said, Yeah, I know. I said, I don't remember the names, but I, I know her. And he said she's at at uh at the gas station. I said, I'll go over there and talk to her. I said, What do you want me to do? He's like, Yeah, just tell her, just tell her not to hit me. And you know, like, okay. Yeah, I'll do it. It was funny because he said that she was throwing water and ice, you know, from the from the machine, from the from the pop machine. She was throwing ice and water at him and hitting him and you know, stuff like that. I was wow. like, damn. Yeah, I was like, damn, Freddie. And so you got yourself a wild one, boy. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, man, I'll go, I'll go holler, you know. He said, oh, thank you, officer. I said, no problem. So I left. I went. I saw Angelina. And so I talked to her for a little bit. I said, Angelina, I talked to Freddie. You know why I'm here, right? And she said, yeah. I said, so what happened? And and, and Freddie was right. She, she said the same thing, that he left her alone with some guy she didn't know. Which I wouldn't have done that if you know, I you know, girl, I won't leave my girlfriend or wife with somebody else. But okay, yeah, it's it's twenty twenty three. I don't I don't know what people do these days, and no, uh, and she said he went to go. He's messing around on her, and I was like, Freddie only have one arm. I said, who is he messing around with? Like like who who want this guy? You know, and I'm just and I'm saying that to myself. Like I'm like really. Mm-hmm. So I said, I said, I had that look like, really? He's messing around on you? Like, I gave her that look like, like, I'm, I'm shocked. But I really am shocked because Freddie's not really working a lot of stuff. I'm no Harry Belafonte myself, but I mean, I got a lot of stuff going for myself. But Harry's right. like, like Freddie, Freddie don't, Freddie don't, Freddie does not, he's not working. He don't have one bar. He don't take care of himself and he got bad hygiene because he smells. But, you know, I'm like, you know, who's, I said, who's Freddie? I said, who's Freddie mess around with, and then, <laughs> and then I was like, "Listen, um, yeah, I'm sorry that happened, but you know, just let you know, you was up in Burger King and you was fighting and throwing water and ice and stuff, and you know, you know, we you don't want the managers at Burger King to arrest, you know, have press charges. So just be mindful, be careful where you at. You know, we do stuff like that, okay? She said, "Okay, I'm just so hungry, I haven't ate in days, and I'm just tired, I haven't slept well, and so I access it." What would you like? Well, you like me to get you some? She says, oh, so if you can, if you can just, you know, I just take a Sprite. No problem. So I went in there and got her a couple things. Sprite, it was like two for four, something like that. So came out and uh, I made her laugh because I told her, I said, 
I said, you can't be whooping up on Freddie. Freddie don't get one arm. And she started laughing. She said, yeah, I know. Nice. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, he's handicapped. You he can't be whooping on him, you know? So, so I gave her the Sprite and told her, good luck or something like that. I'll see you around or something like that. And that, and that was it. There you go. Yeah. That yeah, was pretty funny. Or Freddie Angelina. True love. Yeah, that's my favorite couple now. Oh, but you know what? Guess what? People, send them in. Hey, listen, I'm going to read a, uh, I'm going to read what's new on the beat from Officer Evans. He has sent in, or she, don't know, uh, has sent in uh, <laughs> a story about what happened to them on the beat. There was a soccer match at the park. There was a shooting. Two people got shot. One dead. The other one's wounded. Why the paramedics and the, uh, why the paramedics on scene? Guess what? People still play was still playing soccer. They they ain't stopped the game. Nobody seemed like nobody nobody care. So they kept playing. They kept playing the soccer match. While we're per, while one person was sitting there dead, and the other one is being treated for his for his gunshot wounds. Nice. Somebody can be dead right there in front of you on the field. And people just don't give a f and keep playing keep playing soccer. That's the mentality of people we deal with today, people. Somebody got to lose. Damn, this, this game must continue. So that's a good story, Officer Evans. I appreciate you uh, gmailing us at our uh, gmail address at blackandbluevanguardpodcast at gmail.com. So people, yeah, send send the stories in. We, we'll read them on the air. That's one hell of a game. <laughs> That had to be a man. That's, that's terrible. Hey, whistle on the plate. <laughs> yeah, timeout? right. Where's yeah, the timeout right. in this motherfucker? <laughs> There's no timeout in soccer. There's no timeout. There's no flag or something. Oh man. Yeah, right. Shit, that's a hell of a game. People losing their life. All right, let's keep the episode going. Holiday. Any follows from last episode? All right, we do. We do. Um, the first one is from Tony. Thank you, Tony, for writing. And Tony wrote, I tuned in your last episode, and I believe the Marine is guilty and deserved jail time. He did not have to put his hands on him. Thank you for your t- feedback, Tony. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, uh, it, it could, I wish he would have done something, something else than that chokehold, but I still applaud for him stepping up and intervening yeah yeah we do not wish death on nobody but yeah um unfortunately uh what he did caused death and we hate that part of it but yeah i do agree yeah it takes it takes guts to step up Mm -hmm. um, to even do stuff like that because you never know what's going to go. The next move or the next person, you know? Right. Um, that dude was he, act- like, trained to or something? Yeah, he was a Marine. He could have used another tactic where some type of restraint, you know, because so, I know he got strength on him. You know, just some type of restraint. You don't have to put him in a chokehold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, those one of them things like, damn, you meant well, but Oops, because you got to look at it. The people who are homeless or who are, who are suffering from mental, uh, who have a mental handicap or whatever the case may be, could be on something that 
could trigger this this death. Like me personally, I think the choco because people do it in MMA all the time. Uh, you get choked out, but you lose. You know, you get put to sleep, but you you, you can wake back up. But not knowing this guy's history, his medical history, or or you know, if he suffered from anything that can trigger what that he did that wouldn't, you know, he couldn't recover from it. So yeah, I just it's it's a sad thing. I mean, but I just wish he, yeah, I wish he could have did something else there. All right. And uh we have another one from Felicia. Thank you, Felicia, for listening. And Felicia wrote Daniel Penny. Could have done something else than a chokehold. Mm. Okay. You know, I, I see people just see, saying. Yeah, I see people getting people have a problem with the chokehold, huh? Yeah, you know, chokehold. Um, you know, it's just one of those things you gotta know your strength. And then, like you said, just not knowing the next person's history. Because mm-hmm. there's some people that can last long. It take a while to choke somebody out. But um, still, it's a move right. that can it's a move that if that can kill you. So right. Um, but yeah, yeah, we get it. Mm-hmm. And our third one is from Peter. Thank you, Peter, for writing. And uh, Peter wrote, "Homie said he didn't care about dying. I bet he wished he could take that back." Mm. Yeah, but she would too. Yeah. You know, sometimes people got to watch what they say. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. It's not like even trying to be funny with it. Right. But. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to say about this, but yeah. I think all, I think everybody, a lot of people and all three of us agree on here. Nothing wrong with intervening, nothing wrong with it, but just how he he handled it. Could he have done something else? Yeah, we Monday more to quarterback this now, but that time that's what he did. But I just wish he could have just done something else. I mean, you had you had uh numbers of people there, so you know maybe just hold them down or stand in front of them you know there's so much stuff you probably could have done you know Daniel Penny had made a statement about the whole situation about the incident we'll listen to it and then uh, we'll move on from the show uh, this was a scary situation and uh, Mr. Nearly came on he was he was threatening he's, he's a, I'm 6'2 and he was taller than me so it was and there's a common misconception that Marines don't get scared we're actually taught uh, one of our core values is courage and courage is not the absence of fear, but how you handle fear. And, you know, I was scared for myself, but I looked around, I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces, saying, saying these threats. I couldn't just sit still. Some people say that I was holding on to Mr. Ely for 15 minutes. This is not true. I mean, between stops is only a couple of minutes. So the whole interaction less, less than less than five minutes. Some people say I was trying to choke him to death which is also not true. I was trying to restrain him. Uh, you can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest, indicating that he's breathing. I'm trying to restrain him from him being able to carry out the threats. And then some people say that this was about race, which is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't see a black man threatening passengers. I saw a man threatening passengers. 
it's a lot of whom were people of color. The man who helped restrain Mr. Neely was was a person of color. And then a few days after the incident, I, I read in the papers that uh, a woman of color came out and called me a hero. What I don't believe that I'm I'm a hero, but uh, she was one of those people that I was trying to protect. I bet the media will not interview her. They will not interview mm. her because the people who mm. wanted to make it about race, because I didn't make it about race either when I read the story. It was about what he was doing. I don't care that a white mm -hmm. person got involved and had to, you know, be the one to get involved. Again, I'm not saying yes, hooray for him killing him. No, what I'm saying is I don't care about the fact that it's a white person who had to defend people against the black person. I don't care because when somebody else could have defended the black person, somebody was recording the thing. So, you know what I'm saying? Like who else? Who was was it only females there? And he was and David Penny Daniel Penny was the only one there. Like what else was it? Me personally, I just think if people stop standing there, people stop recording, people Yep. It and intervene, this wouldn't happen. It wouldn't. And so it's like if, so if they want to go if they want to get deep with this, oh, you know, it, it's so everybody in society wants to point the finger at somebody. And yep. make it a story that they have no control of. It's all this is racially profiled. Like, how the hell you know? Like this dude. It's not crazy. It's crazy though, because the same people. If if nobody at all intervened, and God forbid something would have happened to those black passengers. A whole bunch of black people would have watched that video and turned their head and said, "Okay, next TV show." Yep, as they it's do every true. day. True. true. What you what you was gonna hear is, "Damn, that's fucked up." What happened on the subway? You exactly. saw what happened? Oh man! Hey, put it on Facebook and Instagram, and damn, yep. you see that? It wouldn't be nothing like this. Nothing. Yep. They wouldn't give two craps if people stepped in more. You could have yep. tapped them. Like, hey, hey, bro, hey, man, hey, he's choking out. Like, get off. Of, we'll, we'll hold him down. We'll help. If you would have helped, if he had more people to jump in, that would also help. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you you can you can look at something like, oh, man, this brave guy put him in a chokehold. Let me do something now. Right. Hey, man, hey, hey, I don't like how he look. His eyes getting big or whatever, you know. Right. But he was by himself. I, yeah. I can't I can't hate I can't hate for somebody I can't hate for I can't hate somebody that did something that I didn't do nothing about exactly you that's a great point you saying holiday that's a great point the fact the moment they even saw him go hands-on with him which is the most courageous thing to go do and to put yourself in in danger to go hands-on with a stranger you know what I'm saying somebody else should have jumped in and said we can all we can take him at least two of us, if not three, can take him. But y'all sit up here and let him defend y'all himself. And then when it turns out bad like that, everybody's like, oh, it was racism. How is it racism and you bothering everybody else? Like like y'all said, the, exactly. we mentioned, his, we mentioned exactly. his rap sheet. His rap sheet is huge. He's known for doing this. And it's not an excuse. You know, it, it's not. You know, I hate to say that, but it's almost like black people can't do no wrong. And what I mean by that, 
people want black people want to look at this situation, this incident, and say, "Oh, it's racism because a white guy killed this black man." But you making it about race because here's the thing: this black person was was on there and he was harassing black, white, Hispanic, whoever was on the thing or whoever was on the train. You know, it's it's messed up, but we really need to check our our own people. You know, somebody else checked them, and we upset because he checked them. But we need to we need to start getting involved and checking our own people. If we know our people, and we see something about to go go astray or go left or whatever, why don't we just intervene before it gets to the, gets to that point? Hey, bro, I'll take it. Hey, bro, hold on, man. Hold on. No, don't do this. Don't, don't do this. Come on, be cool. Be easy. Here you go. Here's a couple of dollars. No, no like, you, like, you, like, you guys, like you guys, like you guys said, you know, if more people start intervening and start standing up, the less you, you'll have of this. But, you know, someone got to point the finger. How can, how can you that's watching something dictate what this man is, what he done? He, he's a Marine. You think he don't work with <laughs> with blacks? Right. You think I mean, he don't have you know, he don't have co-workers and other soldiers. Is is everybody's different race in the military? Right. You got a different de- demographics and ethnic of people that's in the military. So so miss so miss me with that bull. Well, it, it, it's race baiting. I mean, the number one thing you can do to scare people is just put race involved. And I'm tired of people using race as a, as a reason. Oh, I did it because he's white or he's black or the, no, the situation, that dude getting in talking slick and this man stood up to him. And just the unfortunate part that is that, you know, the guy died. If he didn't, if he didn't die, we should, this wouldn't even be talked about. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Ms. Wadi and Holiday, there was a guy in, in, in the subway, a black guy who shot some people. Nobody talked about that. Boy, that they, they, they went up right under the, the, the rug. People showed up. You see, right. buddy, with the, with the gun, he had a smoke a smoke bomb and shot people and ran out. Right. It, it was cool. It was something off a movie. You didn't, the media did not talk about it because he's black. Mm-hmm. That's that media manipulation. So, again, to echo what you said, Holiday, miss us with that. Miss us with this race, though. Miss us with it. They ain't nothing but just, Media just trying to get money, people to have a reason to argue and buck up against the system because they're losers and they don't have anything else to do. You know, so that's, I mean, how, that's, they're, that's how politicians get their money. Yeah. That's how they, so the politicians and people that's trying to get their likes and hits on social media so they don't have to work, so they can make money, whatever, use the platform for wrong reasons. Because they incorrect when they type, right? And you read some of these comments; it's terrible. <laughs> I'm like, y'all so brainwashed, and y'all ain't getting nothing out of this. That's the funny uh, part. No, they losers. That's all it is. They're a joke. Yeah, they just hope it's looting about to happen so they get free shit. Right. But, anyway, but I ain't gonna get too deep. I ain't gonna get too deep. I don't want people mad at me. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. I really, I really, so we don't care about people being mad. Yeah, they you mad. Know what I'm saying? They <laughs> mad. True. 
And I'm tired of black people falling for this stuff too. They fall for it. This is like different than what people grew up on in the nineties and eighties where um, it was more prevalent and blatant when black people was getting misused by white people. But, and it's not to say people still don't experience some racism, right. but stuff that they calling out in the media now, a lot of this, 90% of it is narratives. Like y'all literally talking about somebody who stole something from somebody and they got apprehended. And the person who was the thief lost the fight, but, in, but because the person they lost to was white, oh, it's automatically racist. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's just like years ago, there was this older white guy. He wasn't too old. He like 50 or something like that. It was a group of uh, like maybe six black girls, like maybe 16, 17, if not 18. You know, they was they was literally antagonizing him. They surrounded him, literally picking at him. It, they said like he wasn't doing nothing. They was just randomly, you know, how some people just feel like being ignorant. They go out to the gas station. They go out to the fast food restaurants. If they don't like your shoes. They just, you know, because they all with their friends, they want to pick at you and talk about you. So they do that. And it's like, when you don't respond, they keep picking at you all the more. So they did that to this guy. I can't remember if it happened in 2015 or I'm going to research and pull it up. But one girl, I think she tried to like approach him and he like, I don't know. I think she hit him or something and he uppercut her. And I can't remember if the rest of the girls attempted to jump on him, but I'm not mad. Like, I remember it's this one loud social justice vocal person who was like, I don't care if it is just him. You a grown man. You a grown man. Them young girls. I don't care. Those are young, strong girls. That's just like if somebody yeah. being a grown man, but they handicap in the wheelchair and the 14 year old punches him across the face. He going to bleed, right? Yep. He going to bleed. So what? I don't care that he, he uppercut that girl. I really don't. I don't. Defend yourself. It's six females. I don't care how young they are. If 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 you if it's six females, how many legs and feet is it against you? You outnumbered. And if they knew he was a fully grown man, I hate when I hate when people use that excuse. You a grown man. Okay, if they knew he was a man, then leave him alone. If you're talking about he's a man, which is which to is to imply his strength and his power that and that he's more powerful than you, you know, strength-wise. If you knew that, why bother him? Don't be sitting up here trying to use that female card all the time. And I'm just that's just me being transparent. That's that's realistic. That's reality. You know what I'm saying? That that's just really that's reality. Mm-hmm. Don't yep. try to pull that female car talking about, well, has, he's a grown man. And they clearly knew that. And they clearly still bothered him. So clearly they forgot they wasn't a grown man with him. You so, don't get to bother no stranger and surround him and y'all intimidating him to where he feel like his life is at, his life is at risk. Because I bet you if they'd have killed that man, that's not going viral. They're not going right. to consider that a hate crime. But if it's the other way around, no, I'm not with that. He did every, he was in every, he was in all his right to defend himself. I don't care that he uppercut a young teenage black girl. The girl knew what she was doing when she approached him. Cause y'all was being goofy. Y'all was being ignorant, just like the same ignorant people we see out in these streets doing the same thing. They really literally just three or three weeks ago, a group of teens at 79th and Gates jumped on this elderly guy and beat him with his cane. Mm, damn. Imagine how pissed we were. Yeah. 
Don't give me that whole, well, that's a grown man or why they got it. No, I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing those are babies. No, they're not babies. They know what they're doing. I don't care. Well, that's right. Miss Whitey, sorry to cut you off there, but that's why the whole thing when I was talking about we got to check ourselves. Because the story you had gave with the uh, with the group of kids uh, jumping on um, that elderly man, that that's that. Somebody should have saw that and went over there and just take that same cane and beat the hell out of them. Why are you jumping on the on the elderly person anyway? Exactly. You know, that's like we got to check ourselves. You know, if I'm sitting on the train, if I see if I see a black person, you know, you know, getting out of body and stuff. You can you can tell when people's afraid. I'm the law enforcement officer. I'm I'm standing up like, bruh, relax. Relax. Come on, take it easy. Come on. Just chill. You ain't gotta see that. You ain't gotta say this. You 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 up here trying to, you know, if you hungry, say you're hungry. If you're thirsty, say you're thirsty. If you need some, say you need some. Don't don't get up here talking about, yeah, I don't care about dying, I don't care about going to jail. But cut, cut that noise out. Come on. I mean, yeah. how would that look? Let's say if I'm being a jackass. What? You say you don't care about dying? Sweet. And I kill you. Now, how would... right. right. Hey, he said it. Shit. I didn't, didn't want to do it. But I'm not trying to be bogus or funny. But I'm just saying in this life, we don't know what's on the next... We, we don't know the next move. Exactly. Because guess what? It, it, that it, person right, could have right. started shooting. And guess what? You you could have said, man, why no one didn't stop him? Yeah. Cause not right. We we at this crossroad where nowadays it's it's aggressive out here. People done lost their minds. Mass shootings are everywhere. People are getting killed and hurt everywhere. And you do not know when is when is your turn. Or what's going to happen to you or your family? So you take action. We're just saying, stop it with the race baiting. Things it's a racially motivated type thing. Now, dude got on there talking slick, and you know, Daniel Penny did what he had to do. Unfortunately, dude died. That's the thing. Now he's going to stand trial for it. They, they, they indicted him. So we'll see what is now it's in the judicial system and see what happened. He's going to stay this case. He's going. The jury's going to listen, or is it for bench trial? The judge's going to listen, and then the verdict's going to come down. So we we'll see what happens. That's why we have a due process in this country. All right, let's move on with the show, guys. Uh, Miss Wadi, any new notifications? Yeah, a former Colorado police officer became the first to be convicted by a jury of failing to intervene after jurors did not step in when another officer choked a man and beat him with a gun during an arrest in 2021. Francine Martinez was sentenced in June after she was found guilty under the police accountability law passed in the wake of the 2020 murder of George Floyd, which made it illegal for officers to not to step in when they witnessed unlawful physical force, according to a press release from Office of District Attorney for Colorado's 18th Judicial District. Martinez was fired after an internal investigation found she violated several department policies during the violent arrest of Black Army veteran Kyle Benson. According to the Aurora Police Department, John Halbert, who also was also charged in connection with the arrest, resigned amid the internal investigation. Colorado conviction sends a message, attorney says, Vincent's attorney, Siddhartha Rathod said 
the verdict in Martinez's case should send a message to law enforcement that the era of the blue code of silence is over. Martinez is the first officer to buy convicted by a jury under the new law, but former Loveland, Colorado police officer Daria Jalali pleaded guilty to further to failure to intervene and was sentenced to 45 days in jail last year after a fellow officer injured a 73-year-old woman who had dementia during the arrest. Several states created duty to intervene requirements in recent years, according to the National Conference of State Legislatures. Nearly two dozen of the country's 100 largest police departments implemented similar policies since the racial justice protests following Floyd's murder. Since Howard Henderson, director of the Center for Justice Research at Texas Southern University. Mm. You know what, people, law enforcement officers, just all over. Just if you see something going going a little sideways, just just intervene. How we talked about. See, it's fun. It's it's crazy how this thing worked both ways. We sit up here talking about Daniel Penny and other passengers on this train about intervening, duty to intervene when stuff like this happened. Also, for law enforcement officers, we need to take heed and note that, hey, if we see a fellow officer or somebody else that's, you know, that's losing it a little bit or turning up a little bit, and if you can take over the situation where you can calm it down, just intervene. That's all. That's all I got about that one. Just, just intervene. We all, we all done it. We all stepped in and see like, okay, this officer's not, this officer's not working. He's not, he's not vibing with this officer or she's not vibing with this officer. Let me see if I can help or somebody else can help. That's all. I mean, it's simple. It's simple. Yeah. So a judge found Chicago police sergeant Michael Vitalano not guilty. Yeah. Sergeant who has been stripped the police. Right. Mm-hmm. For an incident last summer in Park Ridge. Video from July 1st shows Vitellaro on top of a then 14 year old boy. Vitellaro told Park Ridge police that the boy stole a bike. Off duty Chicago police sergeant pleads not guilty after Park Ridge team pinned to the ground on Tuesday. The team who took the video, went, which went viral, testified. Finn Hall told the judge he didn't know the man that was on his friend Josh Neves, and the man did not identify himself as an officer. In a video show by prosecutors on Tuesday, Vitellaro can be heard telling Park Ridge officers he saw the team with brown afro hair get on his son's bike and attempt to pedal away. Vitellaro told the Park Ridge officers the bike that belonged to his son. He said it had been stolen from the library and that they spotted it and watched to see who touched it. A friend of Neves testified that another team had been riding the bike in question and that Josh only touched it. I don't. The bike belonged to the sergeant's son. Don't mm-hmm. touch stuff not yours. In the story, to me, it's common sense. If you don't want any interaction with somebody or somebody engaging with you, to where you got to be detained, stop touching other people's stuff. You should not have friends who touches other people's stuff who like to steal. I don't have friends who steal. Even before I was the cop, I don't have friends who steal. I really believe that's a common sense thing. Stop touching stuff that's not yours. I don't care if it's just a bike because you get those type of minions, those type of goofy people. It's just a bike. It's just a bike that's not his. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Well, here's the, the guys. Here's the, the thing. I'm looking at this. First of all, why was this 
off-duty police sergeant, why was he arrested in the first place? There shouldn't even been a arrest should have been involved. Right. His son, it came out on the, the trial. His son had called his mother because somebody stole his bike. He was at the library and somebody stole his bike. He called his mother. His father came. They went looking around to see if they can find the bike and what they found the bike parked outside of Starbucks. And so the kid grabbed the bike. So automatically what we have, we have somebody that's in possession of a lost or stolen or mislaid property, which is a which is which is an offense. It's a charge. You can be charged for it. So as a police officer, he went over there and detained him. That's all he did. Somebody was in possession of his son's bike. I don't care if he moving it. Of course, he wasn't just moving it because it came out in trial that, yeah, the group that he was with had the bike. So he detained them. How did how did he get locked? How did he get uh, how did he get arrested? How did he get charged? How did he have to go to trial for this? The only reason because he was a police officer. That's the only reason because what he did he did what he was lawful. Yeah, he he he, he was what? he was justified of what he was doing. He the judge found him not guilty. And hell, to be honest, he he took it he took it he did it professionally. Because most person, most people would <laughs> whoop their little kid's ass. Exactly. They're like, oh, exactly. you want to take my son shit? Okay, watch this. Don't take our word for it. Check this clip out. An off-duty Chicago police sergeant charged after pinning down a teen is found not guilty. Michael Vitalero's lawyer argued the sergeant was trying to recover stolen property. Vitalero's son testified that he left his bike unlocked at a library and later spotted it near a Starbucks. A lawyer for the teen who was pinned down said he only touched the bike, but another teen admitted that he took it from the library to the restaurant. I'll sue. I'll sue. Was it Park Ridge? I'll sue. This shouldn't even this shouldn't even been a, a story. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. It's a discrimination against police officers. The mm -hmm. only reason why the only reason why they locked him up because he was a police officer. You can't tell me no other way. You can't tell me no other difference. They locked him up because he was police. I'll sue. My mugshot. I'll have a big smile on my mugshot. Man, he said. I'll be I'll be walking out I'll be walking out from trial whistling. <laughs> They'll be like, Jules, you have any comments on this? You know what? I exactly I yes, I do. I told you, I told you I didn't do nothing wrong. I told you, but you know what? I'm gonna sue the pants off you people. Park Ridge, Park Ridge is gonna be named uh, uh Jewel St. James Ridge. There you go. That sounds good. And I'm suing, I'm suing the name off this city. And I will be there on the news to make my statement. Said he wouldn't do nothing like this because he's on the honor roll. Well, see, here's the thing. When we talked about race on the last one, they talked about race on this one. Remember, guys? Remember, they was talking about because the kid was like Middle Eastern, I think, and because this officer's white, you know, you know, the mom of the kid was like, yeah, he did it because he was, you know, because he's a white guy. My son is Middle Eastern, you know, it was a color or whatever the case may be. Off, you know, and it's like stop making race about everything. Your actions is what is what's caused this. The right. actions of, of of your son and his friends took this kid, took the, the man's son's bike. That's why he intervened. That's why he was there because you you guys took a possession of something that wasn't yours. Like you but knew you didn't have no bike. 
Right. You knew you didn't have no bike. Now all of a sudden you have a bike. But instead yeah. of instead of putting blame to where blame needs to be, you arrest the you you arrest the officer. Jesus Christ. Oh man, yeah, society. Ah, Jesus. The only reason why he locked him up because he was a police officer. That's the only reason. Sad. All right. Well, let's move on from this, Miss Waddy. You got anything? Uh, anything? Other, any other notification? Just um, anonymous tips up to five thousand dollars for tips leading to gun trafficking charges or convictions, and also fifteen thousand for tips leading to homicide charges or convictions. You can always call eight three three four zero eight zero zero six nine, or you can email cpgtip.org. Self-explanatory. Okay, guys, let's investigate. Let's investigate. We have two incidents that took place in this country involving uh, employees getting fired for intervening when the crime is happening. Uh, for one, Lululemon is a, a clothing store in Atlanta. This happened in Atlanta. You have two employees. They was working and three masked men came into the store, stole about $7,000 worth of clothing, merchandise, where you had these two female workers, two females at that, three men. There was three men, three offenders, not men, I'm sorry, excuse me, let me let me re rephrase that. Three pieces of crap. There you go. They're not men, because men don't do stuff like that. Men work for their, for their, for their clothes and food and cars and all that. Men work. Loser pieces of crap do stuff like this. Um, well, two women, they tried to intervene to stop them. They called the police. Uh, which I will say 9.9 out of 10 people would do. Well, guess what? They got fired. No. Yeah. They should be caught. They should be heroes. Yeah. I, 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 well, According to the CEO, Calvin McDonald. Uh, I don't think any relation to the restaurant McDonald's. Even though they got, they got McDonald's got good fries. Why did, did you get those fries yet from McDonald's? I don't know that place. <laughs> Damn. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Who's Mickey D? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, listen, guys, we're going to hang out. We're going to take Whitey to McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> So, all right, back to the story. Listen, we uh, so the CEO Calvin McDonald said that they have a zero tolerance policy for intervening with robbery with robbery offenders. So, the CEO said that the two females, uh, one was an assistant manager. Uh, they were not fired for calling the cops, but they was fired because they didn't abide by the company policy. That they that employees shouldn't engage with thieves. The two females said that they were aware of the policy, and they were let go. You know, without giving a specific reason for the firing, they also didn't receive a severance a severance package. Damn! So they they get fired. Here's the thing. 
here's the thing. Let me paint this, you know, let me paint this here, paint the story. You wouldn't uh, just for people who's listening to this, to this show, close your eyes for a second. Go ahead, close them. Let's say you're working at Lululemon. All right. You folding clothes, you sweeping, you washing windows, or you dealing with a customer saying, hey, yeah, no, you look fat in this shirt, or no, this shirt will make you look thin, or whatever the case may be. Three three pieces of garbage come in there and start grabbing stuff and putting them in bags. They're not going to walk up to the counter where the cash register is at and pay for them because they're pieces of crap. They're losers. They want to steal this stuff. They haven't worked, they haven't had an honest job before in their life. They are losers. They're never they're not they're not gonna ever be anything. They're nothing. They're gonna die, they're gonna die losers. Okay, let me go back. Okay, go back. Keep your eyes closed, people. So <laughs> keep your eyes closed. <laughs> I went on a little tangent for a second there. Three guys come busting in there. All right, it's a hold up. Or whatever, whatever people say nowadays, whatever these pieces of crap say nowadays. They start taking stuff, they start putting stuff in bags. You're telling, you're telling them, don't do this. Stop. You know, we're calling the police or whatever the case may be. You try to hold one of them because you're trying to protect this, your, the, the, the merchandise. You're trying to protect it because you take what you take your job serious. And it's like your job is like, this is, this is where I work. I have respect for this job. I'm not going to let somebody just come in here and just violate it. So you call the police. All said and done, the, the CEO or the, the head boss said you're fired. How would you feel? I mean, I mean, all jokes aside, how would you feel? Well, what did you what did you do wrong? So the one worker who detained the person, did that person have a gun? I don't know. Well, I'm thinking so many. It didn't, it, it, it didn't say. I don't think I don't think well, they did. They didn't obviously because the workers still alive because they would have right. been with their gun. But taking pride in your job and defending the merchandise, do that when there's no policy already in place. Because before that person came to that job, that part that job already had that policy. Because the thing about it is, does it suck that okay they defending themselves or defending the merchandise? Yeah, because I. I it, Basically, at one point you used to could you used to could do that, but times have gotten more dangerous. So it's like the CEO is just like, you got through by grace this time from being harmed. But what if those people were armed? You know what I'm saying? We don't want this to be a habit of people breaking a policy because on in one person's story they may be the hero, detain the people, got them. You know they sent over to the police. But in another story, the next one somebody tried to do it. They end up losing their life over some merchandise. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the policy is already set in place. I can't really, I can't. No, uh, I mean, I'm. Now, Miss Miss Waddy, now Miss Waddy, see, see, I about to, I was about to go there. I was about to ask you, but should they been fired? Right. We know the policy. So the policy, like you said, was in place. You know, we don't want you guys interfering because, you know, we don't want nobody losing their lives or somebody else losing their life over merchandise. It's just merchandise. We have insured and stuff like that. Okay. Being said, the human beings, they, you know, some some things you do instinctively. Like you just, I didn't mean, you know, you just go into action. But yeah. the question is, nobody got hurt. Should, should they, the question is, should they even be fired? Should they be suspended or reprimanded or whatever? Yes. 
you know, because there is a policy. But should they be fired is the question. Like what so, you guys think? I feel like it also depends on what specifically all the policy says. Because sometimes when you go into a new job and you read in what you can't do, sometimes the next line will tell you if you do that, this is grounds for suspension or termination. Okay. That's really up to their discretion. So um, I would say since they caught the offenders, mm-hmm. they should be suspended for that because it's the simple fact that the policy is in place. You can't have a policy in place. And just because things turned out the right way, nothing gets done because right. you have to make sure nobody takes that life threatening risk again. Cause right. you don't know what type of criminals coming up to you this into this retail spot. So me, what I would have done, I wouldn't have fired them. No, absolutely not. I would have, they probably would have been like suspended if not written up. I don't, I don't know. I would have to be in the situation and assess the whole thing, look at the cameras and everything, see the severity of it. Basically what we look at the totality of the circumstances and make that decision from there. But I wouldn't consider termination, okay. but like, I don't know if that policy read specifically, like we know it says that they can't apprehend nobody trying to steal merchandise, but I don't know. Is there another sentence that I see in a lot of retail? When I work the retail, it is say at the bottom, like, um, by no means can you do this and this and that. If such worker does this, it's grounds for suspension or termination. You mm. see what I'm saying? So right, I don't know. Right. Right. Okay. Holiday Cat Daddy, you the CEO? You make you Mr. McDonald. What what would you do? Okay, so we got the, the we got the the rules and regulations. We got the we got it zero tolerance implemented. I read even if you chase, you can get fired. Wow, they should work for CPD. Um, <laughs> that's what it says. If they chase or do it, they intervene. They get fired. Zero tolerance. Hold uh, on, holiday. Hold on for a second, real quick. Real quick. That's the reason why crime is so is so rampant up in these cities today. Okay, go ahead, holiday. Oh, because the the problem is the problem is the problem is criminals can do whatever. That's the problem. And if you intervene, you get you get in trouble. Just like the off duty police sergeant, he saw somebody get his son's bike. He went to go intervene, and he got in trouble. These two ladies who was folding up clothes and one of them was telling about some fat woman who tried to try it on a skinny shirt who have a muffin top is like, no, you can't fit that shirt because you look terrible in it. She got in trouble for intervening. And it's like, wait a minute, what, are, what is going on in this world where you got smash and grab stuff going all rapid all over this country and you want to fire the ones, the, the employees that's on these, on these front lines? Yeah, there's a policy. Okay, cool. But should they, should they even be fired for this? Okay, Holiday, go ahead, go ahead. It, 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 lay it on me, Cat Daddy. All right, so pretty much you summed up what, what I was going to say. Oh, um, yeah, my bad. Yeah, man. I mean, you you pretty much hit it on the nail. Um, I'm more old school. I'm more, I'm a, a team player. Anybody that fights for my store, uh-huh. for my products, mm-hmm. I, I want you on my team. There we go. That's just how I look at it. Yeah, it, 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 me. See, and, and, and if he the one came with that rules if CEO, the zero tolerance, it's, I, I get it. I get it. You don't want them hurt. There's people that get hurt for not even intervening. So my thing is, if they was brave enough, me personally, 
to save my store or to catch the criminals or to put their bodies on the line for materials, you gotta give you a day off. You, you wouldn't get fired to answer this question. I, you should you shouldn't get fired because what you said is the reason why you should not get fired because you're pretty much zero zero tolerance. You you might as well open the store for free. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I, I'm serious. Pretty much, right? Right. Oh, wait a minute. If if somebody knew this, wait a minute. They have a no chase policy. They can't intervene. One thing they can do is call the cops. Oh, I will have a field day. Hey, who needs shirts? Because guess what? I got a spot. It's called Lululemon. It's, hey, we're about, we're about to get some clothes for Saturday. We're going club. Right. We're about to be fresh. What sense does that make? Again, you hit it on the head. Well, you do it once. Hell, why not do it again? But at least they can say, oh, man, shit, so-and-so got caught trying to shoplift out of there. Or they fight up in there. They, you know. Right. You, you, there, there's no just cakewalk. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be you gonna be gonna it's gonna be some work. Well then shit, then shit, I don't know. Cause then they fight, like you said, it could be instance, like man, where I'm from, hey, get out of here. Like, why y'all stealing? It's like it's just proto like they probably work retail at other places mm-hmm. where they have to like, hey, get out of here. It's just it's just nature. It's like, yeah, we knew about it, but you can say that after the fact. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's different from happening now until after it's over with. All right, so let's just let's check this clip out real, real quick about what happened, what the CEO had to say, and then we'll, we'll move on. Four Atlanta men are under arrest after they allegedly snatched and grabbed thousands of dollars of items from Lululemon in Peachtree City. As Fox Vice Doug Evans reports, shoppers gave police important information that led to the quick arrests. At the Avenue Shopping Center in Peachtree City Monday, a shopper snapped this photo of three suspected robbers leaving a Lululemon store with armloads of stolen merchandise. This photo and one snapped of the getaway car helped police arrest the four men who'd be charged with the theft of $7,000 in Lululemon clothing. Uh, We started receiving multiple phone calls from concerned citizens that saw four individuals uh, with hoods and masks come running out the front of our Lululemon location with loaded down armfuls of merchandise, get into an SUV and tear out of the parking lot. Within minutes, a patrol officer pulled behind the red Subaru SUV, and although the suspects had changed the license plate after leaving the store, Peachtree City Police say technology identify this as the right car. They say the driver made the mistake of pulling into a different shopping center where police blocked the exits and made the arrests. The four men are charged with felony shoplifting and also charges for that stolen license plate, as well as misdemeanor pot possession. Witnesses describe the men rushing into the Lululemon store in the new shopping center and snatching up armloads of clothing from the running out. Under arrest is 19-year-old Quintavious Gooch, 26-year-old Nicholas Lynn, 20-year-old Braylon Shivers, and 19-year-old Bale. They're all from Atlanta. 
With multiple calls to 911 and the photos, police are hoping that with the public's help and the quick action of their officers, it'll send a message to grab thieves not to target Peachtree City. Uh, you will not get away with it, and we have the core systems to support us as well to ensure that you're tied up in it for a long enough time to where you're not going to be committing these crimes in the future, at least in our area, for a long time. Peachtree City Police say the Lululemon corporate office told them that the same men wearing the same clothing were responsible for a similar snatch-and-grab robbery at another Metro Atlanta Lululemon just the night before. Okay, so let's listen to the CEO, uh, Mr. McDonald, and see what he said about it. We have a zero-tolerance policy that we train our educators on uh, around engaging uh during a theft why because we put the safety of our team of our guests front and center it's only merchandise at the end they're trained to step back let the theft occur know that there's technology and there's cameras and we're working with law enforcement unfortunately in this uh situation the educators knowingly broke the policy engaged with the theft uh, the thieves uh, across multiple uh points including following them out of the store so uh, post-investigation and the zero-tolerance uh, policy, which is well-known, uh, that was uh, what resulted in the termination. So okay. You heard it and you listened to it. So there you go. So CEO fired them for because they uh, violated the store policy. They should have stepped back and let the pieces of crap steal the whole store and, and do absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah. So my whole thing about this is, uh, my whole thing about this is, yeah, you're the CEO, you're the boss. These girls already been victimized. I mean, when stuff happens to you in a way where somebody violates you in a way, it it can do something to you. Mm-hmm. Somebody rob, somebody rob you. Come in to 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 even have to be in a presence where. A man in mask come in and just take something from the store. Probably said some stuff to you, and you're defenseless. The the frightened, the fear that's that's put upon you. You don't know what he what he is going to do. You don't know if when he grabs stuff, he'll turn around and shoot you, or do something to you, or even rape. God forbid, you know you're placed in a vulnerable situation, then what happened when it's all over and said and done? You still get, you get fired. That's my problem with the whole thing. That's my problem with the whole thing. Is why even, why they already, they already went through something that's, that, that, you know, that can possibly potentially could mess them up psychically, psychologically. You know, not everybody can handle stuff well. You know, so to to fire them for this, I I I have a problem with that. I have a problem. And now, if you want to say, hey, you know what? There was a policy in place. We don't do this. We 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 give in to criminals. We we want to we want them to come in and shop and have fun while they shopping and take stuff and leave. We want we want that. So we don't want you to intervene with that. And okay, if the policy is in place, then okay, fine. You have to take some type of action. A suspect, hell, a reprimand. Don't do it. Again. Give me your stick out your hand. Let me hit you in the back of your hand. Let me tap you. All right, don't do it again because you could have lost your life. That's how I would handle it. Mm-hmm. But, hey, 
we're in a time where hey we want to we want to give in to the criminals we want to call them we want to call the criminals that's where we're at in this world so you know what hey if you want to pay me just to sit around and call the criminals then so be it all did right that, did that man say don't call the cops it, yeah i think the did i hear it, that correctly yeah he, not, he, he didn't know, i heard to, it yeah he didn't want to call the police it's like yeah, because they have a the reason why they have a they have a, a, a barcode that you scan, I guess, alert the authorities because the, uh, the uh, story read that uh, there's a barcode. They, they have that in place because they don't want to um, alert the people that's that's working. I mean, not working, alert the people that's working in the I mean, that's shopping in the store. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, well, if that's the case, why they didn't catch it the first time? Well, see, they Right. See, the thing is, they're you know they have, they say they got cameras and stuff like that. But yeah, but that didn't catch the criminals. The people that was outside caught the criminal, caught them. They saw them. They saw these three pieces of crap running out the store with, you know, of course, masks. They look like gremlins running across and getting in the car. So you got people who intervened and took pictures of them and took pictures of the plate and called the police. Did what you're supposed to do. So their cameras and stuff didn't catch nothing. You know, of course, they catch them on the inside the store, but but the people on the outside is the one who caught caught these robbers. Mm-hmm. Man, they probably friends of the CEO, man. Down with this bush. Mr. McDonald. Mm. It's Mr. McDonald's friends. Hey, yeah, man, y'all go in the store and get what y'all want, though. It's, uh, it's they ain't gonna change. Right. There was another incident involving a North Carolina bus driver. Uh, he's out of a job. On May 18th, there was a footage that released that around 11.15 a.m., the bus was pretty much empty. There was like two other passengers that was on the bus. Uh, a 22-year-old passenger, Omari Tobias, became upset with the bus driver, David Fullard, when he would not let, let him off the bus in between stops. So, you know, whoever wrote the bus, you know how you get bus stops every block or every other block out on, yeah. on his own little block, on his own section, huh? And he got mad. He got mad because the bus driver wouldn't let him. Uh, Mr. Fuller would not let him off in between stops. Uh, the offender, Tobias, told the driver, I dare you. I dare you to touch me. I'm going to pop your ass. Oh, damn. Okay. At that point, the passenger uh, produced a handgun and approached the bus driver. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, the bus driver, Mr. Fuller, was in fear for his life. And guess what? He had his own firearm with him. Now, when he had the chance, the bus driver ended up shooting, hitting Tobias uh, multiple times with gun, uh, gunshots. Uh, Mr. Fuller got shot, too. But not both of them have non-life threatening uh, uh, injuries. But guess what? Now Tobias, the offender, the piece of crap Tobias, he got arrested. But guess what? No, the bus driver David Fuller was oh, thank fired. God. Thank God he got his job. Wait, wait, fired. They fired him. No. Yes, the company they have a no uh, gun policy as far as. With uh, for their uh, for their employees. 
Wow. So people can bring out guns in front of you. You got to take it. Yeah. So, okay. So the CEO, Brent Cagle, did not hesitate to fire <laughs> to fire Fuller after the shootout. Officials said he did not appropriately attempt to, oh my God, he did not appropriately attempt to de-escalate the confrontation. It also said that the driver violated policy for having a weapon on the job. Cagles told the reporter, the CEO, we don't want anyone possessing weapons on our vehicles, he added. For that, the bus driver was dismissed because of this violation. All right, check this clip out. Tonight, newly released surveillance video showing the harrowing moments inside a Charlotte bus. A shootout between a driver and a passenger with other passengers caught in the crossfire. Transit officials say last week, 22-year-old Omari Tobias began arguing with driver David Fuller after asking to get off between stops. Tobias then pulling out a gun. Fullard then pulling out his own gun, and the shootout begins. Bullets shattering the plexiglass window of the driver's cab. Two other passengers ducking for cover. The driver wounded in the arm. Tobias shot in the abdomen. Fullard continuing to shoot at Tobias after he crawls away and runs off the bus. Both are recovering from their injuries. And tonight, that driver off the job. We don't want anyone possessing weapons on our vehicles. The transit system saying he didn't properly de-escalate the situation and was not allowed to bring a gun to work. The driver's attorney saying his client feared for his safety. I hear it from a lot of my clients. What they want to do is, is do their job, but they also want to get home. Okay. Okay. All right, let's, all right, let's rap about it. So, the CEO said that the bus driver, Mr. Fuller, did not de-escalate. I love it. I love it when people use this de-escalating word. How you do this? People, Ms. Roddy, Holiday, and people out there listening to this episode, how do you de-escalate with somebody holding a gun saying, I'll pop your ass? How you de-escalate them? Somebody tell me how you de-escalate that without using violence. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm going to be quiet for a second. You can't. You can't. It's not possible. You're you're at their mercy. De-escalate shit. It's like they dictate what the hell they're gonna <laughs> tell you to what to do. It's like what? Don't man. It's like you know what? Everybody ride the bus for free, man. I don't even give a fuck no more. <laughs> ride the bus. Go. Hey, out. Hey, listen. Here's a guy. I don't know how many years he got on with this bus company. But he's working. He's working. He's providing for himself and his family, his kids, and whoever the case may be. Uh, uh, cars, uh, rent, mortgage, well, you name it. Lululemon clothes. This punk 20-year-old, or however he is, a punk kid, said he want to be let, left off at in between stops. Now, he could have just waited and mm-hmm. walked a half a block down. But no, he, he wants to get out when he wants to get out. Remember, we're in the age of coddling criminals. So the bus driver said, no, I'm old school. You're going to wait till I you wait till I stop this bus at this next bus stop. No, he brandished a handgun, said, I'll pop, do it. Go touch me. I'll pop your ass. Why show him the gun? The bus driver was like, oh, 
okay, I have a gun myself, but I'm not going to tell him that. As soon as I get a chance, I'm shooting his dumb ass. And that's what he did because you know why? Because he was in fear for his life. He's in fear for his life. So he shot him. He wounded him. You know, he get caught in custody and all that stuff. That's cute. Yeah. He probably won't even do a day. But here's what the CEO do. The CEO who's sitting pretty in the building in cubicles and want to dictate how the rules engagement goes for people who's out on the front line. I, I, I don't get this, but okay. Oh, well, you can't have, you can't possess a gun on, my, on, on our bus. You can't, you can't possess a gun on our bus. Why you dealing with criminals and pieces of crap that's coming on the bus who want to dictate this and that and want to be aggressive? How many times we go on the call where we got we, we to go help a bus driver out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, guys, this one is not, this is a, this is a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer. They should give him a medal, but this ain't no-brainer. We, we, this is what we're going to do. We'll just talk about should... Because of climate, because of today's climate, should the rules start, the rules have to change? Or let me ask this, should the rules start changing in favors for the people, the good people who's working and who's out in these, in these elements to, to, to catch up to these criminals? Because we see here that criminals are just doing anything at any place, any hour, any second, every day. And it's like, you cannot even defend yourself. That's what it seemed like. You can't defend yourself. We gave you three stories, people. Ladies and gentlemen who's listening, we gave you three stories. The off-duty sergeant. The off-duty sergeant. The women of Lululemon. Not his bus driver. Not his bus driver. And it's like, you arrested the sergeant. You fired the, the females. And you fired the bus driver. The females was working. The bus driver working. The pieces of crap came to them. And they answered it in a, in a different manner. They answered it in a different way the CEOs want you to handle this. And you fire them. You victimize, you re-victimize the victim. So the question is, should the rules change? For the working people, for the... But these people, they need to fight harder because times are weak now. And giving these criminals just too much power. Yeah, enablement. Because mm -hmm. half of this stuff shouldn't get fired. Hell, even the CTA guy that slammed Buddy, he shouldn't got fired. That was years ago. It's a because it's a dangerous job. I don't know. If People know how dangerous bus driver is. That job is, man. Yeah, because you're dealing with the public. Uh, in, in public with no rules and regulations. Right. You implement right. rules. You set boundaries to, to, to help you. But, but it's not. Now they, they got the rules that's against you. And the outsiders, the public, is already have the mentality, the mentality like, and you touch me, I sue. Or I'm just gonna shoot mm -hmm. or beat your ass. I mean, we seen bus drivers get shot at, we seen bus drivers get beat up, innocent bus drivers. People want to dance on top of buses. Right. You, you have to change the rules here. 
you have to change the rules. I do not agree with people who sit in cubicles who never been any in any type of competition, who never had a gun pulled over, who ever been victimized or something, want to dictate how you how you should handle when somebody come and victimize you, when somebody somebody come and, and threaten your life. I mean, you can have this job, but you know, you're not gonna just sit here like, yeah, you know, we fired you because you had to go on us. Are you kidding me? Over these years for this company, you're gonna fire me because my life was in danger. Because I had I had a problem solver. You're gonna you're gonna fire me. You didn't even check and see if I'm if I'm okay. Hmm. I got hit too. You didn't even check and see if I was okay. And then and, and then what a slap in the face. Not only you got a bullet in you, and you fired. And you fired. <laughs> did that CEO, Calvin McDonald, did he check with those ladies to see if they was okay? They was victimized. How do you feel like if three people ran into his crib and took his, his TV and his silverware and other stuff? Mm. You know, times times have to change. We got to get with the, the times. The times of our stuff is just, it's, it's just, it's just animalistic type behavior. It's savagery. You, you know, it's it's barbaric. We can't get with the times. It gives damn these rules. You can't have a gun. You can't stop. You can't intervene. You can't call the police and stuff. We're talking about criminals. I don't know. So when, 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 you know, you know, so when you listen to this episode today, ladies and gentlemen, just, just think about it. Where are we headed at is the big picture of these three of these, these incidents. Where are we? We headed in this society, in this world. Where are we headed? Hey, man, that's, hey, that's the show. If I get anything else before we before we sign off, everything's well said. You know, keep your eyes on the prize. You know, and I apparently look the other way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Shit, look the other way, people. You ain't gonna get no promotion. Hey, boy, you ain't gonna get no promotion. You ain't gonna hey, get no you. you gonna get fired with a bullet stuck in. He said, "Look the other way." <laughs> hey, matter of fact, hey, put something in there for me too. <laughs> right. Hey, I'll come. I'll, I'll come to the back and collect it. Like, hey, right, hold on. Hey, hold on. Let me get this dough for you. Let me get this dough. Let me get this dough for you, so so you don't. Oh, don't hurt oh no, 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 no. That's oh, intervening. You you just intervene. No, they gotta open the door. Oh damn, that's right. I'm sorry. They gotta yeah. open the door themselves. Right. What about somebody worry. drop something? Can I can I pick it up and give it to me? Hey, you drop something. Don't worry. I just got fired because I helped you. Like I stopped you from doing the right thing. So I just got fired with you. This country's a joke. Um. Some of it, some of it is, some of it, not none whole, but how they handle stuff like this is a joke. Uh, Miss White, you got anything before we, we sign out? No, everything was well said. Okay, people, check out our caps clip of the day. I think it's a choice between intelligence and, and uh, the lack of intelligence. And in, any intelligent human being is going to protect himself when he's attacked. Any intelligent human being will protect himself from his attacker. This is why our objective, and you're never going to get people using the same means and the same method toward, toward uh, reaching any objective. All right, folks, you heard it from the man, Malcolm X himself. 
Self-defense is intelligence. All right. That's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know what you think. It was a good one, guys. And uh, listen, Miss Wadi Holiday, always, always thank you for being on this ride, on, ride along with me. Remember, be safe, be alert, be aware, but also, also look the other way if something happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, but also be dangerous. So we want to thank everybody for listening. Until next time, we'll talk to you. Wait a minute, people. We're not done yet with the announcement of Blue Cape Award winner. Holiday, who's getting the award today? Today, Blue Cape Award winner goes out to no other than the Chicago police and other law enforcement. CPD and other agencies helped save abduct child this past Wednesday morning. Police said the toddler was taken by the estranged father after a short visit Tuesday night. Police said the father contacted the mother, sharing he had no intentions of returning the three-year-old. State troopers got an alert about the car involved and saw it on the inbound Dan Ryan. Chicago police helped stop it near Madison and Polina. Police said the three-year-old was found unharmed and was taken to a local hospital for evaluation. By the quick action of these agencies, a baby was returned to his mother unharmed and the father was taken into custody. We on the Black and Blue Vanguard podcast salute you and your bravery and congratulations for being our Blue Cape Award winner. Well, thank you, Holiday, for announcing our Blue Cape Award winner. People, you can always check us out on Red Circle, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Verbal, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Please, we encourage you all, if you have any questions, comments, or if you want to vent, hit us up at Black and Blue Vanguard Podcast at gmail.com. What is police brutality? Does it exist? Police brutality, a coined term that's been worked to death. It's run the gamut from physical brutality to rudeness, and it's a damaging term. When the police do something that's objectionable, call it what it is, rudeness, undue force, neglect of duty, or whatever, but not police brutality. It can't be defined. It's just a label that some factions of our society use to destroy public faith in constituted law and authority, the police.